Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the Spurs Cast with your host, Paul Garcia. And welcome back to another episode of the Spurs Cast. In today's episode, I'll be reviewing the Spurs' last three games, the latest trade rumors, and some player-for-player type trades with the deadline approaching on Thursday. Let's go ahead and jump right into this episode. So it's been about a week since I last recorded an episode about a week ago with Colin Reed on Tuesday. So let's recap how the Spurs have done in their, their, their most uh, recent three games. So we're going back to Wednesday, and I do want to note that I am recording this on a Tuesday evening. Back on Wednesday, the Spurs were at home hosting the Orlando Magic. Um, the Spurs led early by 11 points in this game. The Magic um, came back in the second half and ended up leading by as many as 25 in the second half. Um, San Antonio, though, did fight back. Get the, they got the game down to crunch time, but they ended up losing overall by 10 points in this game. Uh, Devin Vassell was the leading scorer with 26 points for San Antonio. Victor Wembanyama ends the night with 21 points and five blocks and two steals. And then Jeremy Sohan had a great game um, on, on both scoring both with scoring and with uh, crashing the glass with 18 points, 12 rebounds, and two blocks in that game. So the Spurs uh, lost to Orlando. Then two nights later on Friday, the Spurs are hosting the New Orleans Pelicans in San Antonio. The Spurs led early by 12 in this game. Um, the game went down to crunch time. It was, it was fairly close there at the end. Um, Zion Williamson made up made a quick late game layup full court. He kind of took the ball down. And he makes he makes a left he makes a layup. The Spurs get the ball back with about three seconds left. Uh, they call timeout. They come out of the, the timeout with um, what they d- designed. Um, Wemby Vassell pick and roll. And with that play, they had two options. Either, you know, the defense goes under on that, on that screen between Wemby and Vassell and Vassell takes a three or the defense um, draws more attention to Vassell up top. And then Wemby's cutting down the lane for, um, you know, either a layup or a dunk. Well, what ended up happening was um, Vassell ended up taking that three, um, Wemby was open. Uh, and you know, this is a very controversial play. Um, uh, and, and so obviously, you know, Vassell ends up taking the three, he doesn't get the ball to Wemby. Uh, you know, it, Again, uh, for 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 the for the the view that we have, um, you know, as as watching the play, it definitely looks like you know he Wemby's right there, wide open with probably like two point seven seconds left. But of course, you know, we're not in the, we're not in the, in the player's frame of mind. We don't see exactly what they're seeing. Maybe Vassell saw the, the two defenders in front of him. He ends up taking that three, and um, you know, he, uh, the uh, Vassell ends up missing that that shot. And of course, the Spurs lose by one point. Um, you know, after the game, Pop Pop was asked about that play if that was the intention. He basically said, you know, they shot that shot. Uh, he says, of course, they would have wanted a, you know a dunk, but that's not what happened. Um, that they made their decision. And then even Vassell said something along the lines of like, he was having a good night um, scoring the basketball. So he thought, you know, that was, that was the shot that shot was going to, that, that shot was there for them. But of course, you know, the Spurs ended up losing that game uh, by one point. Vassell ends the night with 28 points, the league score on the Spurs. Uh, Wemby has 16 points, 14 rebounds and seven assists and also three blocks. And then Trey Jones had 20 points uh, in this game against the Pelicans. Then on Saturday, the Spurs are on the second out of back-to-back. They're hosting the Cleveland Cavaliers. 
Um, this is a game that wasn't as close as, as the other two previous games when the Spurs lost. Uh, the Cavs took control in the second quarter. They led by as many as 26 points. Um, they basically held a comfortable lead throughout. The Spurs would kind of chip at that lead, but they could never get it um, You know, quite quite close where you know C- Cleveland felt like they were going to lose this game at any point in the second half. Um, so the Spurs ended up losing this game by 16 points. Um, Devin Vassell ends up with 22 points in the night. Uh, Victor Wembanyama ends up with 19 points, 14 rebounds, 2 steals, and 2 blocks. So overall, you know, Vegas said the Spurs should have gone 0-3. They were underdogs in all three games. They ended up losing all three games. Again, that Pelicans game was the one where they were right there. They really had a chance to win that game. But again, um, you know, one final possession, um, they really struggled. And they also had some some difficulty in other areas, such as turnovers and also like the free throw line, those kind of areas as well, contributed to that loss, even though it manifested itself in that final play. Now let's talk about just some notables that happened this past week, Um, just some notable um, notes. So Wemby um, was named uh, the Western Conference Rookie of the Month for January. So this is not a surprise. This is something Colin and I had talked about last week where, you know, Wemby's numbers have just been off the charts in January, especially since he got moved to the five and especially also since Trey Jones uh, became the point guard. Again, when you just compare his number and Chet's numbers, just Wemby's just, you know, uh, you know, basically surpassing Chet in a lot of different areas now. And it's far, far and away now. It looks like it's Wemby's race to lose at this point. Now it looks like Wemby's number one to, um, you know, win that Rookie of the Year contest. So in January, he officially won his first um, rookie of the rookie of the West Western Conference rookie of the month award. Um, uh, some other news though, um, and, and this is a long shot for him. Wemby wasn't named an all-star in the Western conference all-stars last week. Uh, again, Colin and I discussed this last week in, um, in detail, we kind of went through all the reserves of who is possibly going to get selected. And Wemby wasn't, you know, that, that high on the list in terms of the players, um, that, that were going to get selected for this, for this honor. And so, you know, uh, possibly maybe looking at, at next year's sophomore season, he has a really good chance. Just the fact that he was already in this conversation to, to be a rookie in just year one of, 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 of his, of his professional career. Um, something that, that dropped on Tuesday afternoon the NBA by the NBA was that um the rising stars um uh, teammates have been selected for the teams uh there's going to be four teams and and uh, coach Palgasol is going to coach one of the teams that has Wemby on it so here will be Victor's teammates in this rising stars game on All-Star Friday night it's uh, he's going to be a, a t- um uh um, he's going he's gonna to play alongside Brandon Miller, the Charlotte Hornets, uh, Bilal Koulibaly, his former teammate in France, and also a current um, player for the Washington Wizards. Uh, also, Jaime Hawkins Jr., who plays for the Miami Heat, a, a rookie. Jabari Smith Jr. of the Rockets, and then um, Brandon Pajemski of the Warriors, and Kaysen Wallace of the Thunder. So they're going to be going against uh, three other different teams in this like this uh, tournament style, where you got to get to a target score kind of approach. And so it'll be really exciting to see Wemby with some other um, different players out there, and again, him him getting to team, uh, team up with Bilal allow again and then just uh having Jaime Hawkins Jr. out there. That's a really good defensive group. I mean, um yeah, so you got Koulibaly, you got Wemby, you got Hawkins Jr., you got um Jabari Smith Jr., a lot of really good defenders out there on this team. And then of course, you know, you got a guy like Brandon Miller can hit the three, hit the mid-ranger. You got Wemby who can score from anywhere. And so it'll it'll just be a really fun game to watch uh, on that All-Star Friday night. I think I think I'm really looking forward to that more so than some of the other events like on the Saturday night or even even on the All-Star game. Uh, and then just where the Spurs right now, um, you know, where they currently stand, they finally had a few days off. They've had three days off in a row, and then they do resume, resume play on Wednesday on the road in Miami. Um, so they are currently in the midst of a four-game losing streak. Um, again, some of these games were were, were um, almost winnable for them, but again, when you don't win those games, it ends up becoming a losing streak for this team. So they're on a four-game losing streak. Uh, they are now headed off to the rodeo road trip, which begins on Wednesday in Miami, and this will take place for, from um, – uh, Wednesday, starting all the way until the end of February on February 27th. So um, it's a nine-game trip. The way it works is they're going to be at Miami, at Orlando, at Brooklyn, at Toronto, and at Dallas. So the majority of those teams are East Coast teams or 
Eastern Conference teams. And then they go to the All-Star break for about a week for, you know, a handful of days. And then when they resume the All-Star, when they come back from the All-Star break, uh, they're going to play um, um, more West Coast games um, at Sacramento, at the Lakers, at Utah and at Minnesota. So that'll be the nine game rodeo road trip again. Right now, it looks pretty tough just looking at that schedule. One of the teams to watch out for is Toronto because, uh, as we mentioned before, um, in, in a way, uh, you know, the, the Raptors almost want to lose games to keep their pick because their pick is top uh, top six protected this year. So basically, if they if they can finish in the lottery, um, you know, bottom six there or, or top six, basically in the lottery projections, then they have a chance of keeping their pick and, and that pick would not go to San Antonio this coming offseason. So, again, that Toronto game will be an interesting one. It looks like a good chance for the Spurs to win if that's the if that's indeed the route that the Raptors choose to take, which is to go more so in that rebuilding uh, type type route. Um for the remainder of the season. All right. And so, um, you know, regarding trade rumors, it's been kind of quiet. Again, we've, we've had some deals in terms of just overall the league. There's just been, you know, so some deals like the most recent one was the Steven Adams um, deal for where he went to Houston. Um, but again, it's been really quiet, not just on the spur with the Spurs, but also just a lot of teams. It's kind of this is like the week where initially at the beginning of the week, um, it's gets very quiet on the weekend. Teams are probably looking at their boards, seeing what options they have. And of course, as a uh, Tuesday came and no no deals have been announced yet, as that I'm recording as a five thirty Mountain Time. So again, maybe there will be a, do, a deal Tuesday with with some some kind of team. Um, but aside from that, maybe tomorrow Wednesday it picks up, and if not Thursday is the, the deadline, um, three o'clock Eastern Time. So that'll definitely have to happen if there's going to be any kind of deals. But right now it does it does seem a lot of quiet and a lot of the reporting it's like a lot of the same names are kind of in the, in the same trade rumors there was one um interesting note though regarding the spurs um they were tied to one rumor and this was a uh, for tyus jones the brother of trey jones he's the current point guard of the washington wizards um so this was reported by michael scotto of hoops hype on monday he reported that the spurs orlando magic brooklyn nets lakers and uh minnesota timberwolves all have interest in try um have registered interest in tyus jones um the Wizards, from his reporting, are not ruling out re-signing Jones this summer because he is an unrestricted free agent, but they would have his bird rights. And also, if the Wizards do move Jones, they do want a first-round pick um, for him if they do en uh, end up moving him. So this isn't too surprising to hear the Spurs' name in this rumor. Um, there was a few weeks ago where Colin and I did a podcast where we were just looking at different trades for the Spurs. Um, it was actually when the time when, when the first DeJounte Murray rumor from San Antonio kind of came out. We we, we um, not only looked at DeJounte, but also um, we had looked at we had discussed Tyus Jones. So he would be a pretty good option for San Antonio. Um, how his contract works right now is that he's earning $14 million this season. Uh, and then next summer, like I mentioned, he's going to be a unrestricted free agent. So, so, you know, even if you trade for him, there's no guarantee that, that you're going to be able to resign him. Although that would probably be the intention is that, you know, uh, if you're, if you're, if you're giving up an asset to acquire him, the, the, the most likely route is that you do want to try to sign him this off season. And why that would be interesting for the Spurs, if they do want to go after Jones is because uh, it's better to trade for him instead of just trying to go out and, out and sign him in free agency in the summer is that they would get his bird rights. And right now, yes, they're going to have cap space this coming summer, but right now, depending on where those picks land, um, they may not have have as much cap space it could be like 18 20 million max and then you you know they still got to worry about some of their own free agents uh those kind of things so again uh it's probably a better idea to trade for jones um rather than um trying to just wait for the offseason and seeing if, if they can just sign him uh you know regarding what kind of trades will work you know any 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 deal with um, one of the expiring contracts um, such as doug mcdermott you know jones for doug mcdermott works um jones for Devonte graham works um I, either of those two trades works and then when you're talking about you know what first round pick would the spurs give up of course they have multiple first round picks going for the for the next um, few years here san antonio but one one pick i would be interested to see if they would if they would be willing to move is that charlotte pick the one that they're probably not going to get this definitely not going to get this summer i mean this this coming summer because 
that pick is protected 15 through 30. And of course the, the Hornets are, are a bad team. They're like, they have the fourth worst record. So they're going to end up with the lottery pick there. So that's not going to convey to San Antonio this summer. And then next season, if it doesn't convey to San Antonio, then in 2026, that Charlotte pick turns into um, t- a second round pick. So again, really, you know, we don't think that the Hornets right now being the fourth worst team in the NBA are going to make a huge jump to get out of the lottery next year to be, you know, 15 through 30. I really don't see that happening. Uh, uh, with Charlotte. So the most likely projection for that pick is it's going to end up becoming a 2026 um, second round pick. So, so again, if the Spurs are really eager about, um, you know, um, acquiring um, Tyus Jones, do they look at possibly moving that, that Charlotte, that Charlotte pick um, to Washington for, for Jones for either like Doug McDermott or, or um, Devontae Graham. And also would Charlotte even be wanting to do that kind of a deal? Because again, they kind of know as well that, Hey, you know, that, that Charlotte pick might not even turn into a first round pick after all, at the end of the day, it's going to probably become a, um, a second round pick in 2026. So again, that's just the latest rumor on, 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 um, on Tyus Jones. Again, the Spurs have the assets. If they want to make a deal, they can make it happen. It just depends again. Uh, are they willing to give up a first round pick? And then of course, um, you know, what, what are the, um, you know, as you see here, the uh, Wizards have a lot of interest in, in, from other teams in, in acquiring Tyus Jones. So, you know, they, the Wizards have, are the ones who can kind of look at their board and see what's the best option to go with them with Jones. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So that was the latest trade rumor. And then, so I guess for like the last topic, because it is trade deadline week, what I try to do is um, uh, over the weekend is I really just looked at all the rosters. I looked at, I just try to find player for player type deals for, for Doug McDermott, uh, Devontae Graham or, or Jetty Osman. And so what, what I was looking at more so is, is uh, I was mainly focusing on what, what percentage of the cap these players, their contracts take up. So Doug's uh, percentage of the cap is 10% this com- of this season. Devontae Graham's is 9%. And then Jetty Osman's is 5%. I kind of rolled out deals for, for Devontae Graham just because he hasn't been part of the rotation. You know, he really hasn't played a lot. He's been healthy, but, um, you know, as we know, the Spurs have, have tried to give more of their younger players minutes. They've given Malachi Branham um, a run at the point guard. They've given Blake Wesley. They've uh, they've tried out Jeremy Sohan early in the year. So the Spurs have intentionally not wanted to, um, you know, you know provide those 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 point guard minutes to, to a veteran player like Devontae Graham, who they know what he can do out on the court. And so I, I just don't know if there's any like contenders out there right now that, that want to um, add, add a player like, like Graham um, this, this coming season. So again, there's, there's, but the possibility could happen, but again, for the fact that his contract's 9% of the cap, I don't know that that teams would be super aggressive in trying to, to, to make a deal for him. Whereas Jetty Osman and uh, Doug McDermott, they've both been in um, the Spurs' rotation all season long, especially Jetty, the fact that he was just in his first year. And so I feel like um, teams have a better idea of, of how they those two players can immediately help a, a you know a playoff contender or playoff-level team right now just because of the, they've seen what they can do with those two players at, at this level right now with San Antonio. And so 
those are the two players I was more so focused on as I went through all, all the teams. And so what I did was I went through each conference, East through West, um, basically one through 10. I mean, one through 11, actually, because, you know, the plan, some teams are right there on the bubble. And I was just trying to find, you know, just, just deals that 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 um, match up player for player that that 10 percent of the cap or that five for, for Doug or five percent of the cap for Osman. And there's there's deals out there like like teams can make the, the deals work. But for me, it was just more so like. I don't know where San Antonio says yes or no. And then I also don't know where that, that other team says yes or no. You know, how much do they want to give up uh, of like a second round pick to acquire Doug or, or, or Jetty? Are, 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 the, are those two, one of those two players moving, you know, moving their level up that much more that they want to give up a future asset? So that was the questions that I was kind of couldn't really solve myself as I went through some of these deals. So there was just two that kind of struck out to me uh, as I went through each of these, each of these um, conferences and the teams. The first one was one that that Bobby Marks actually had had mentioned in his uh, trade uh, deadline preview um, that, he, that he had up on ESPN. So his suggestion was Doug McDermott to Orlando for Gary Harris and a 2025 second round pick, the least favorable of Boston and Memphis. And so when you look at their contracts, um, Doug and, and Gary, um, their contracts are almost exactly the same. They're both about 10% of the cap. Uh, Harris will be, he's just like McDermott, where he'll be an unrestricted free agent this summer. He's kind of fallen in and out of the rotation with Orlando. And, you know, Orlando's definitely one of those teams that needs shooting. And so Doug would obviously provide that for, for you know, um, you know a playoff type, type run, if that's what the, the Magic want to do in this coming season to be a little bit more competitive. So um, my question is just more so, are the Magic willing to do that? Do they feel like Doug's that much of an of an upgrade for them over Gary Harris that they're willing to, to um to, to lose a, a 2025 second round pick. And then for the Spurs' case, of course, you know, if they can get a second round pick for Doug, I think that they would do that just because uh, Harris is, is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. You know, they could have him play some minutes if they need to towards the end of the season. But if not, um, he, he, you know, they're not tied to him in, in long-term salary, um, having his book on his, his books on the deal. So for me, if this deal doesn't happen, I think it's more so from Orlando's perspective, but they said no, that they didn't think it was worth it to lose the 2025 second round pick for, for just adding Doug for, for um, the remainder of the season. And then as I started going down, um, you know, the, the, the more of the more of the team's rosters, one de- one um, team that stuck out to me was a uh, Sacramento, the Kings. Uh, I was wondering if possibly, you know, maybe they would look at uh, Jetty Osmond for um, maybe like Jetty and and I don't know how many more seconds, maybe one or two second round picks for Davion Mitchell. And the reason why I mentioned Mitchell is because, um, you know, he's had inconsistent playing time with Sacramento this season. He's also been in trade rumors, you know, we, we, so from what we've seen, what's been reported, the Kings are looking to to move him possibly. Um and so for the Spurs, um, you know, Mitchell is under contract this season for $5 million. Next offseason, I mean, next summer, next season, he's under contract for $6.5 million. So you basically get him on the books for two years or a year and a half, basically. And then and then in, he's a tw- in 2026, he's a restricted free agent, um, you know, if you want to try to resign him if you're San Antonio. So it gives you an, an option to, um, you know, try to get uh, give Mitchell a run as, as the backup point guard for San Antonio and or just see kind of does he fit in, on your roster for about a year and a half. So the Spurs would have that option of trying to, to see if he fits. And then um, – I guess my question is for this one is more so, you know, again, do the Spurs even have interest in Mitchell? We don't know that question. The answer to that question. And then then number two, do the Kings feel like it's worth giving up um, Mitchell who's on a rookie scale contract for, um, you know, a a veteran and and Jetty? Does Jetty move the needle enough for them to, to, to make that kind of a deal. And then knowing that he's also an an unrestricted free agent um, coming in into the summer. So they know that they can't, you know, unless they plan on resigning Jetty, then, um, you know, they may not um, hang on to him for, I mean, be able to hold on to him for this for the after the summer and then uh, you know what are the how many second round picks do they want uh, alongside jetty and that's i think that's a question too where it goes back to the spurs do they say no on that kind of question so again that was just one that i kind of found a little interesting was um 
kind of Mitchell there, just uh, seeing if maybe Santana could put a deal for for him. And I think that's some of the deals that I found for the Jetty type um, moves is you're looking at more so some of those players who are on their rookie deals, but are about to become um, free agents like in a year or two and that just haven't worked out with their current teams. Another guy I kind of just looked at was like Malachi Flynn. I know he has he, he didn't really um, find a role for himself with Toronto. Then he got moved to New York and he's playing some spot minutes for the Knicks, but not enough. And so, again, I think that's. If the Spurs want to do it, there, there, there's that option for the Spurs out there. Like possibly they want to do it, like do that, like a player who hasn't really found his way in the NBA on their on their current team, or or they've been moved around uh, before on different teams, but they're still on the rookie skill contract. I think that those have players. Maybe you can get for Jetty's salary just because it's at five five percent of the cap, which is a little bit more movable than Doug's at ten percent of the cap. So again. Um, I, I don't know what the Spurs are going to do this coming Thursday. We'll kind of see, wait and see. Again, it's been it's been pretty quiet on the uh, trade deadline front. I know you know weeks ago they were they were linked to Dejounte Murray, as were a lot of different teams. And so from like from the the noise we've we've been hearing in different reports and rumors is that um you know the Hawks have not ruled out just keeping Dejounte. You know he's starting to get a, he's playing a lot better. The team's doing a little bit better. And so um you know there's no reason for them to to move him this coming trade deadline by Thursday when they have him under on the books for like like three or four years going forward. So so again we'll kind of see what happens with the uh, trade deadline uh if the spurs don't make a move with any of these veteran players you know doug uh Devante or, or jetty i do wonder too uh would they be looking at the buyout route because again consider especially with doug and, and jetty they're actually part of the rotation for this team like they play they play you know um some heavy minutes with the team at times and so they really rely on them so you know would they just want those two players to continue to work with with this young group even though they're not going to be a play-in team or a playoff level team this season just kind of finish out the season and then let those players go into unrestricted free agency or do they want to give these veteran players their chance to possibly you know get a contract buyout and then go join a contender and see if they can go try to win a ring before hitting um free agency again and then regarding Devontae. I don't know if a buyout's the easiest option just because he also has a partially guaranteed contract part, part of his contract for, for next offseason also. So so again, the Spurs might want to hold on to him if they can't trade him just to try to see if maybe they can possibly try to make a uh, have him get get moved over the summer before they have to fully um uh you know waive him uh, before his his uh, full guarantee uh, deadline comes out in the following season. All right, so uh, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Spurs Cast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review on YouTube and your favorite podcast apps. This episode was written, recorded, and produced by Paul Garcia. From all of us at Project Spurs, stay safe and have a great day. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.